Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 266 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So glad that you're with me today as I talk to the awesome Sarah Shepard. And we talk about what might your character say at a cocktail party and how can you use that information to help you write deeper, better, stronger characters. Uh, So stick around for that. I know you will enjoy listening to her talk about her writing. Um, What's been going on around here? This is again going to be another short update. We are still in um, our last Wellington Airbnb and in four days, not eight, like I'm showing on camera, four days, we move into our house, which is going to be great because then I'm going to have my own office. You won't be able to hear my wife putting away the dishes, as you can probably hear right now. Um, and I just can't wait. I can't wait to be home. It has been five and a half months since we moved out of our house. And that is, that's as long as I can make it. That's it. We both have, uh, my wife and I both have short timers syndrome now, and we are just ready to put something in a drawer and leave it there. Uh, on This is a Thursday as I record. On Saturday, we go over and do the inspection with the landlord. Um, and the people who live there now are going to show us how to work the funny stove and you know how to run the dryer, those kind of things. And then on Monday morning, we move in. And um, I would encourage you, If you don't follow me on Instagram or God forbid Facebook, I do post pictures to Facebook from Instagram, but um, I don't like being there. But Instagram is a place I do like being, even though Facebook owns it. I will be putting pictures up there of what it looks like and what the harbor looks like from the dining room and from the bedroom, from the um, yard. I, I, I know that you all know how excited I am. Um, What's been going on around here work-wise, I have been kicking ass at cleaning up those three books that I needed to clean up in order to republish and have all five in the series self-published. I was racing to meet that BookBub deadline, and I am making it. Uh, I'm finishing the very last of the edits in the next couple of hours and sending them to my amazing assistant, Ed, who will then put everything up and have it ready to go. And... That is such a weight off my shoulders. And I think I said this last week, but that means that instead of spending three months doing this, like I could easily have done, I spent two weeks. It was two intense weeks. I will will give you that. I have done nothing but edit um, when I'm not teaching. But then it's off my plate and I can move on to the next thing. Instead of having this republication of this series weighing on me, it just got done because it had to get done. And that is the way I honestly prefer to live my life. Uh, so that is fantastic. Um, I think that's really all that I have to update you on. And it's really echoey in here anyway. So let's jump into the interview where it uh, hopefully will sound a little bit better. I can't remember where I was when I recorded this with Sarah. But um, please enjoy the interview. And next week when we catch up, I will tell you how it is to be living in a house that we don't have to move out of. Uh, in a week or two. So um, that's going to be great. Uh, Wherever you are, I hope that you're getting your writing done and we will talk soon, my friends. Do you wonder why you're not getting your creative work done? Do you make a plan to write and then fail to follow through again? Well, my sweet friend, maybe you'd get a lot out of my Patreon. 
Each month, I write an essay on living your creative life as a creative person, which is way different than living as a person who binges Netflix 20 hours a week, and I have lived both of those ways, so I know. You can get each essay and access to the whole back catalog of them for just a dollar a month, which is an amount that really, truly helps support me at this here writing desk. If you pledge at the $3 level, you'll get motivating texts from me that you can respond to. And if you pledge at the $5 a month level, you get to ask me questions about your creative life that I'll answer in the mini episodes. So basically I'm your mini coach. Go to patreon.com slash Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L to get these perks and more. And thank you so much. Well, I could not be more pleased to welcome to the show. Shit, I'm going to start all over again. (laughs) Well, I could not be more pleased to welcome to the show, Sarah Shepard. Hello, Sarah. Hello, how are you? So nice to see you. I'm fantastic. Um, I've already already told you, but I'll tell everybody else. I'm in the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom recording studio of the hotel in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, But I'm so thrilled to talk to you. Listeners have perhaps heard you before because I did play on the podcast, our interview um, that you oh, awesome. did a little chat um, for when Hush Little Baby came out. So let me give yes. you, you a bio because you are on the hot seat today. Sarah Shepard is the author of over 30 novels, including the New York Times bestselling series, Pretty Little Liars and The Lying Game, both of which were adapted for television on Freeform. Her latest novel is called Safe in My Arms. She lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I got an early copy of Safe in My Arms and it was so fun. And it oh, good. ticks oh, all good. of my boxes. Of, I just have such a soft spot for that particular kind of book and those particular kind of women. Um, so thank you for writing. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you liked my it. Pleasure. Oh, good. It was awesome. So talk to us about, let's, let's just start with your like, prolificness you write a hell of a lot yeah when and where and how do you get it all done because I mean when what year did your first book come out um the first one came out I mean technically so I was a ghostwriter of other people's books before I was a writer of my own books so but the first book that was under my name came out in 2006 okay um, since then, have you also been done ghostwriting and your own name or did you just go right to your name? I've done a little bit. I've done it from time to time. Um, sometimes if it's like an interesting project or sometimes if it is a, if I get a strange request from like, you know, years ago, I, I got a, and I probably, I don't know if I should like talk about who it was. But I got this very strange request. Hold on a second. They're chewing on a wig. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, a wig that I do for like cameos. That's it's like a hilarious. creepy and they, my dogs are in. If you can hear room. something in the background, it's the dog yeah. chewing on her it's wig. And that was an amazing dogs moment. They're big and they <laughs> have decided to come bother me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have, I have done a little bit of ghostwriting, but mostly it has been um, my own stuff since then um but how do I get it all done um oh my gosh what is your process what is on a day on a this is a it's a writing day what do you do on a writing day yeah you know it it definitely depends I am one of those people and it 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 started with me writing Pretty Little Liars and having to write those so like you know I was on like a six-month schedule you were trained to write that even before that I you know I was used to doing like a lot of different things at once I 
was working at a job. I was going to grad school. I was ghostwriting novels. Like I was always kind of used to doing a lot of things. So I am usually doing more than one thing. I sometimes look at authors who are only doing one project. Oh my gosh, these dogs. They're fine. They're 100% fine. <laughs> I sometimes look at authors doing just one project. And I'm like, what does that feel like yeah. um, to Me devote, too. you know, all of your time to just one thing. So like, for example, today I have a book that I um, I'm about to give to my editor. It's the first draft. It's almost done. I have to do a little bit of the end, but I have decided to read through the whole thing to see what the appropriate ending should be. Cause I, cause that often sometimes happens where, and also, I mean, your listeners won't see, but I like print it out and then I have to edit myself on the page, um, which is completely different than just reading it on your screen and you get so much more out of it. So I did, and it's like, it's in some ways my favorite part of the process and it's some way so boring because then you have to input all those edits <laughs> and you're just like Ugh. and it somehow it takes forever yeah and it just so that was like a good chunk of my day-to-day but then I was also like I'm kind of working on a ghostwriting thing um for this for this podcast that is being developed into a novel so some of that so it was sort of outlining too um so you know, my days are either working on a draft, working on an outline, um, or somewhere in between. I should probably spend more time promoting <laughs> um, and doing social media and all of that stuff. But that's like my week, my weakest link, probably. What is your favorite place to market or promote? Because I think it's all of, I mean, it's most of our weakest links, honestly. So that's yeah. Um, probably Instagram, I guess. Yeah. I really like Instagram stories. I do too. Um, just cause it's, you can repost people's thing. It's just like fast. Um, I don't know. That's, that's my favorite, but like, you know, now I'm seeing that a lot of authors have moved into TikTok and Instagram reels. And, and I'm like, Oh my God. Um, (laughs) it's just not, I love doing this sort of thing. I love doing interviews. I love talking to fans and like DMS and whatever, but like the promotion stuff, I just don't. Well, I think it's a a double-edged sword that we all have to do it, but we all feel like we're bad at it because it's practically, it's no one knows how to do it. Well, if, if someone knew how to do it, well, we'd all be doing it well. And we'd all we all have other jobs, maybe too. <laughs> like yeah. we'd be in yeah. PR, or like we—I don't know, or maybe not. It's just so funny when I started out, and maybe this is for you too. But like, I didn't sign up for this part. <laughs> I signed up for like the writing books part. I didn't sign up for like talking. <laughs> I wish that I could have signed up for the part that is writing one book at a time and not doing marketing. Like that would just be brilliant. But I just—I just counted the other day my projects that I'm actively working on. Sixteen oh books. 16 books wow. are on my right now working on. And it's, so I've narrowed it down to three, but I can't even imagine. I would love, love, love to have one. Yeah, no, at a time. no. What is I, I think I've overextended myself right now because there are projects that I have that are like in contract for that I like completely forget about. And then they pop back up and I'm like, Oh, oh no. <laughs> like, what am I going to do that? I mean, I'll fit it all in. Cause I mean, 
always managed to, but like, it is funny. <laughs> that, is, um, that is the thing is we can ask ourselves, do we always manage to hit the deadline? Yes. So it'll happen again. Yeah. I, I, usually, I usually do. And I usually don't leave it to like the last minute. I, I, so oh, I I'm pretty good. Do you <laughs> like, do you have like chapters and chapters to write before the, the yeah. book is due? Yeah, it's really. Ridiculous. And there's this weird clock in my brain that goes, it's like, I procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate. And then the clock goes, ping, you must now work 12 hours a day until deadline. Oh, you wow. Get it Four minutes. But you get it done. Always, always. Yeah. Okay, but it's awful. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying it's a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. What I know you- a lot of people who do that. I guess it works for them. It's yeah. It's, it's so stressful though. And you know, the people you live with don't like it either. Because I'm you sure turn into a beast. What is yeah. your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? Um hmm. at this point, I mean, I'm sure I have lots of big challenges, but at this point, I have written so many. Uh, books that I I'm always afraid that I'm repeating myself like oh I already did that <laughs> I yes. think that was already a plot of like one of my other things um yes. you know so or or I uh and this is like I didn't read YA for a long time because I was too afraid that I was going to like steal somebody else's it, like not mm-hmm. knowingly yeah but I was gonna steal somebody's you know idea um or or just sort of borrow it from my like I I always worry about that a little bit or like just yeah just sort of copying stuff I've already done um originality (laughs) I plotted out a series the other day that was about a a small hotel in a small town and and uh and then I realized I have written it it's three books oh my gosh how could I have forgotten that I did that it's embarrassing. What, and, and I think Let, our brains, I mean, that sounds really cute, though. It I is would, cute. It's adorable. I love that. But our brains yeah. go in grooves, right? And so, like, what yeah. lights me up once is going to light me up again. How totally. do you How do you fight against that? Um, mostly just to remind myself you already did that, so you have to do something else. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I, I think it's like I consume a lot of you know. I, I'm reading usually a bunch of books at once and listening to a bunch of podcasts at once, yeah. like. I'm trying to read as much as I can, or like, you know, just get information. So I just try to turn somewhere else. Okay. What else are you, or what else, like, what other detail can you use or what other, who else can this person be like, instead of that person that you've, you've written like <laughs> six other times, like, okay, step back from that character and like try somebody else. Um, I find I get a lot of like interesting inspiration through Reddit, like subreddits um they're just people write in about really interesting things I feel like especially on boards where there are a lot of hypochondriacs out there and for some reason I find that really interesting and they're always like 18 years old and they all think they're gonna die and I'm like oh my gosh that was me have you Um, written a book about a hypochondriac no but I feel like I should I think you should yeah like a hypochondriac is really and we all feel like right like these days now especially feel like you know, I mean, yeah. So, um, and I just, there are other weird subreddits that I, that I read and it's like, you just very interesting people are on there. I don't read, I don't look at Facebook so much anymore. Um, people just get too angry. And, oh, no. I don't know. I, I cannot Reddit, Reddit's kind of amusing, um, for, for getting, <laughs> for just going off the deep end of, you can find anything. Um, I think yeah. if, if you, and when you take the plunge into TikTok, you might really find that 
often. Yeah, I mean, I look at TikTok. I do. Yeah. I just don't create TikTok content. Yeah, it's- um, yeah I, I, I mean, maybe I will. I don't know. I just am like, oh my gosh, that's just one other thing. <laughs> what is your biggest joy when it comes to writing? Um, kind of having like a breakthrough, <laughs> clearly. I mean, you know, when you're in that sort of, when you have, it's either you, when you have an idea and you're like, oh, I really want to like travel with this or with this novel that I'm giving to my editor shortly, I, and I don't remember what stage, we probably weren't talking about my writing as much as we were talking about yours the last time we talked, but I had proposed this idea to my editor with a very different outline than it kind of turned out to be. And, you know, as I was writing it, I was like, I don't like this outline. It's like dumb. (laughs) Uh, And I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I'm just like still writing these characters and like following their stories. Cause there's a lot of backstory that I had to do. And I'm like, I'll get to it. You know, this, who, who the bad guy is basically. And then it, and then as I was writing their backstories, I was like, oh my God, of course. And then like this other thing came to me and it was kind of like, that does not happen to me. That oh, much. that's awesome. Um, so that was kind of cool that it was like, oh, well, yeah. Um, where it just felt like a natural thing. And it was, it was that thing people talk about where it's like, oh, the book has its own, these people are doing their own things and you're just like, they're speaking through you and like whatever, but which I was never sure of, but yeah, I mean, it does happen sometimes. And it's really, it's really fun when you figure out those, especially as a thriller writer, you know, it's like you figure out those twists that, I mean, especially in your last in Hush Little Baby, like the 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 sort of big twist that, you know, the person that is after her basically is kind of like, oh well, of course. Yeah, but like you don't see it coming. And that must have been a fun. You know what's funny is that the exact same thing happened with that book though, that I wrote a stupid outline that was <laughs> approved and purchased. Yeah, approved. And I'm, and I'm writing it and I'm like, this how could I possibly have convinced anybody I could write this book? And I didn't, I had to right. rewrite the whole thing. So that's so funny. Um, that was Hush Little Baby though, was that? Yes, it was Hush Little okay. Baby. Okay, well, it turned out like it was, really it was, intriguing it, and exciting. And, I don't know yeah. how you do it though. Like it's, it's something like I've done it twice for two thrillers and it has exhausted me. And you have, to, because like you just said a second ago, kind of off the cuff, you said that doesn't, that kind of like revelation doesn't happen that often to you. I feel like it never happens to me. Um, yeah. And I, and that's one thing that really makes me nervous about writing thrillers is you do need those moments. You and do. I, you can't, you can't you just do. like sit down and say, okay, I'm going to manufacture one right now. Cause it doesn't work that way. Right. Right. You, you just need. Yeah. And I, I only had it one other time with one other thriller I was writing. Um, and again, it came to me definitely halfway through the book when I was like struggling with it and not knowing like, what am I, where am I going? And then it suddenly like occurred and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I have written a few books that are more straightforward and just stories. And they're like, I'm like, why don't I do this? I know. Like, this is so lovely. <laughs> you know, you don't have to like do all these, all these tricks and these unreliable narrators. I mean, it's fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's fun to put the puzzle pieces together. And, um, but it is definitely when you are stuck, it is 
really like I spent a good deal of the spring and coming into the summer just being like I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> I hate that feeling oh yeah my God. yeah so when you come out the other side it's a nice yes. it's a nice feeling Speaking and then of- you know oh go ahead sorry no you you go ahead First. Oh no, I was just going to say the other sort of joyful thing, obviously, is when you hear from a reader and, uh, and the reader is likes your, you know, got something from whatever you've written. That's, that is my fun. That is my lovely part of social media is, is that connection. Um, because I didn't have that growing up as a, as a reader. Um, and even now reaching out to authors whose books I've loved, like, it's so much fun to talk to them directly and, you know, and I'm sure it, it makes them happy too, to hear from That is who, such a good yeah. point though. Besides letters, we just didn't have that. I wrote a letter to Madeline Langle once and she wrote me back. And she wrote you back? She wrote, it was a form letter, but at the top she scribbled something like, and I wish I'd kept it and I don't know where it went, but it was something like, <gasps> keep on writing, Rachel. And I was like, you know, 10. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's all inspiring. We yeah. yeah. I wish I would have had that. Yeah. I would have written a Judy Bloom probably. Oh, I loved her. I, I loved her. her. Yeah. Speaking of craft and how we do this, can you share a craft tip of any type with our audience? Um, something I always think about is, and I, did I say this the last time we were talking? And if I did, we can cut it out. And I, I have a terrible something. memory, so I probably won't. Okay. I just don't want your listeners to be like, you already said that. Um, I'll get something new from it. Don't worry. Yeah. So... <laughs> I, you know, character development is always like, it's not a hard thing for me. I love doing it, but um, sometimes when I'm, when I'm working on pages of a book, I almost want the character to like get all of their stuff out immediately and like, you know, everything. But when I was in grad school, getting an MFA, which I don't think you need. I agree with you. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) Um, But I loved my MFA experience and the person who was running the program we had this like master class with him and he was like, think of your characters as like people that you talk to at a cocktail party and they're like, just talking to you about their lives. Like they wouldn't tell you, you know, these intimate details right away. So why, if they're your voice, like, you know, you're not going to really hear, it's going to take a good 25 pages of why 25 pages of stuck in my head. He's like, it's going to take a while to really, open up I love that that is that is really that is very interesting to like think of these people as people you're just sort of chatting with right away and yeah they they you're not going to find out everything you know it is this kind of journey that you have to go on with these people a long conversation I just I am almost positive that you did not bring that up last time because that's kind of okay and the thing about the cocktail party I really like thinking about that because you're going to meet the person that you want to be friends with at the cocktail party and she's going to take 100 pages to start talking to you and then you're going to meet the person who you may or may not want to be friends with but she's going to tell you about her hysterectomy that she had last week like right she's going to tell you everything and that's a really good way to look at character personalities too and who does who does your main character then gravitate toward at this right this metaphorical cocktail party. Right, right. And what does it say? Because I actually, that's funny, because I have a character in this same book that I'm, that has not come out yet. (laughs) But who like meets one of the main characters and like tells her her whole life story like immediately. And she was kind of like, what the hell was that? You know, because it is weird. It's weird. It's like, 
it's kind of off-putting. <laughs> like, nice. you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, you, yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, I love that. It is fun to think about it as, as a, as a cocktail party and like a, you know, what would this person, what would they share if I was meeting them for real? Like, what would they give away? What kind Oof. of person are they? Yeah. It's a fun. It's fun. Oh, I can feel that. I can feel the listeners loving this. I am loving this. <gasps> oh, good. What thing in your life affects your writing in a surprising way? Um, I know I, I read this question and I thought about it. Um, you know, I, I don't really know. I mean, this year, my writing has been affected simply just by schedule and by, you know, COVID and, um, cause I can kind of write anywhere. I can write in chunks. I can write, you know, somewhat, well, what I realized is that I cannot write interrupted. Like I cannot write COVID. My children were home from school and mm. like, they're seven and 10. Oh boy. We had, we had gotten a new puppy, which now she's sleeping on the floor. <laughs> um, and so I had to do, I had to kind of sit downstairs, not in my office and like try to get some stuff done um, amid all this chaos. And there was not, the chaos of the puppy was fine, but it was the chaos of like talking and stuff that I thought I could deal with because I'm like, I will work at coffee shops. I will work on a train. I will work like wherever. But like, I found that I kind of could not do that anymore. Um, and I could not write anymore. So, well, as a mom, I, I'm sure that all of those interruptions are actually, they're not just noise around you. They're, they're, they're not. Mom, I mean, mom, you have mom, to be mom, kind mom, of mom. present. <laughs> yeah. You have to be kind of present. I mean, nothing, yeah, it used to be sort of nothing in my life would, would affect my writing. I was just, I love it so much, you know, and I would just do it and it would be, it didn't matter. Like I have written through getting divorced. I've written through like issues with family. I've written mm. through, you know, illness. Like it doesn't, that kind of stuff didn't shut me down, but it was sort of, <laughs> okay, I can't write under this like extreme amount of noise. I also have used to be able to write um, after either having a few drinks or waking up the next morning after having a few drinks. I cannot do that. <laughs> like I, I, if it is a work day for me, like I cannot drink alcohol at all. Um, so that's an interesting thing that has changed in my yeah. life as I've gotten older. Um, yeah. I just don't have, my brain doesn't work anymore. Um, so, I mean, those are probably the two latest life things that have sort of surprised me. Those are big ones. And, and you said, you yeah, yeah. Those are big and ones. honestly, yeah. And I'm probably being healthier by not drinking and then trying to write. <laughs> I remember being in grad school though, and going out to like a bar with probably my friends at grad school and then coming home and like, cause I probably had a short story due and like writing one and like, it wasn't half bad. Like I can't, I mean, it would make no sense. It would make no sense now. So I, yeah, I, love I am that. a different person now. Okay. What, what is the best book you've read recently? I mean, why did you love it? Um, well, I loved your book. Thank you. That's really um, I read 
a book and it is by Kimberly Bell, but I think it's an arc. It should be coming out in, I think like December. So it will probably be closer to the time. It was called My Darling Husband. And I read a lot of thrillers. Um, and, you know, it was just, I just liked the way it was paced. Mm. It was just, it was fun. It was a fun, it was a fun world. It was kind of a, it was in the way that your book, um, I don't want to give too much away, but like there was that whole part where she was sort of captured um, and she was sort of held, you know, this book also has that sort of the mechanics of that. And like, how am I going to get out of this? I'm like, you don't get that a lot of thriller. And I thought it was really, it was really fun. It was very tense and, you know, in the same way. Um, And then completely different. I read a book called, or I'm in the middle of it called early morning riser. Ooh. By Catherine High, I think her name Heiney or Heiney H E I N Y. Okay. And it is so cute and sweet. And it's just like about this, it's just this story. It's very lighthearted. It's about this small town. Oh, that's um, lovely. It is so it's funny. It, it's like it's you really like if you just need something I need that. heavy or scary yeah. or really like it's just like such a delight. I'm sort of like, I'm sort of sad. I'm only halfway through it, but I'm sort of sad because I'm like, this book's going to be over at some point. So <laughs> no, that is, that's a really, it's a really nice Love book that feeling. Reading. Yeah. Speaking of awesome books that we get lost in, like your latest one, Safe in My Arms, can you tell us a little bit about it? And yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it is a book about, um, it takes place in Southern California and it, town I completely made up but you know it's one but of those have you, I wanted to ask you have you spent a lot of time in Southern California because it worked yeah okay. yes all right yes it, it, it read as so real yeah 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 and at first it, t- it was in LA but I changed that because I wanted it more to be this sort of like bedroom community where it, it was a little bit more judgmental and they're closed yeah. closed <laughs> um there's an exclusive preschool and it's very much uh, sought after. It's the beginning of the year and, and it sort of follows these three mothers who are sort of new to the community and kind of outsiders as they are entering this school and, and, and getting their children acclimated and they begin to feel that they're not welcome for different reasons. Um, and they kind of band together because of this. And then this sort of scandal happens and they find themselves in the middle of this and they're sort of accused. And it's, it's kind of digging their way out of that. And there's a lot of secrets. They're keeping a lot of secrets. The school is keeping secrets. Um, people in their lives are keeping secrets. So it's just, it was just really fun. It was, it was just about friendship and, and motherhood and sort of keeping up with other parents Oh, um, just catnip. To yeah, me. and just, you know, just, um, and then just kind of like different, different issues that I wanted to explore. Like, um, one of them is like a sex worker, like she, you know, she, but, but doesn't, is trying not to feel ashamed for it, but also is kind of not sure her community will accept her. Um, one of the characters is transgender, which, you know, I thought would be a really interesting thing to explore of like parenthood and again acceptance um and then another has postpartum issues but they're not it's like almost like her people don't really believe her (laughs) 
Um, she's just sort of a hysterical woman. That's what she's categorized as. And she's being, um, her husband is, you know, treating her with kid gloves, but she's trying to figure out what's real and not what's not real in her mind. And so it just, yeah, it's, it's just like a, a lot of stuff that I wanted to explore, but I wanted also to make them really good friends and really come together in a, in a meaningful way. And, and yeah, so that's, and you're your voice really shines through it too. Cause there was this funny moment I was, cause I, I've read so many books in the last two weeks as we travel and, um, and you know, I, I, sometimes things get muddled in my head, but I remember I was reading it on the plane and I was getting sleepy and I'm like, this book really reminds me of somebody. Who is it? Is it like Leanne Moriarty's voice? Who, you know, who, who am I being reminded of here? And I'm like, oh, it's Sarah Shepard. Cause it's Sarah <laughs> Shepard's book I had forgotten it was your book I was reading oh that's funny so but I can still hear your voice in your oh that's wow which other one like reputation or something reputation yeah Yeah, I feel like it has a similar but but there was no overlap there's no overlap of plot or anything like that no um, no but similar vibe the vibe Exactly. Yeah, I love that's that. Great. <laughs> that's <good. laughs> it was a really funny moment. And I'm glad that you I always worry about voice. Voice. I always, you know, you always want to hope that you have voice, but yeah, it's automatic. You know, we can't help know. it. Yeah. We can't help it with voice. That's what I always say. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm reading somebody else's book, I, I like their voice. And then I yeah. start kind of right in their voice I'm like oh like you know well I'll, I'll say it here for listeners too something I always think about is that we just get sick of our voice because we live in it I hear this voice 24 7 <laughs> I can't not yeah. hear it so being in somebody else's is so refreshing yeah um, no but it's mine is mine is still appropriate for my writing and yours is so gorgeous for your writing yeah. Tell us where we can find you out on the internet you can find me at um sarah books on twitter and Sarah C. Shepard on Instagram. And I believe on Facebook, it's Sarah Shepard author. Who cares about Facebook? Sarah, she, she's, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, I don't have a TikTok yet. Maybe I'll have one by the time, <laughs> by the time, but you know, I, I am pretty, pretty active on Instagram. I, and I will answer everybody's um, DMs. I check them a lot. Um, I'll repost you if you, if you have read the book or if you post a picture, I love reposting. I love there's my dogs. Oh, the dogs are waking um, up just in time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's right. <laughs> it has been a delight to talk to you. Yes. Today. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for writing such a good book and yes. for being on the show. And um, right. and I'll talk to you soon. Happy writing to okay. you. Okay. Bye. Right. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.